don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Happy 2018, wonderful listeners. Our children are healthy and back at school, and I am now ready to refocus with a vengeance on 2018 and sharing wonderful new content with you, my amazing podcast listeners. Now, before I dive in today, I want to tell you about a big change, big change. Some of you may have noticed that we have changed our premium model. So if you guys are currently premium members, which I hope you all are because there's tons of great content and bonus episodes that are available to you exclusively, but that membership is still valid. Everything that you have done is still going to happen, but we now have a new platform. So for all of our new premium members, all of you who are on the fence and your New Year's resolution is to learn even more about interior design, to empower yourself to have a beautiful home, well, you are going to want to head to our website, bigdesignsmallbudget.com. There we have a link to our new platform, Gumroad. Several of you, when I had my episode on behind the scenes of the podcast and I shared with you the premium model, you wrote me incensed. You wrote me angry and upset. You said, Betsy, I cannot believe they only give you a teeny tiny fraction of the revenue this draws in, not even enough to produce one episode a month did I make. And they were upset that they couldn't listen to their bonus episodes on their phone. They had to listen to them on the computer. Well, no more. Gumroad is an amazing platform that not only helps me to receive a majority of the bonus episode revenue, but also it allows you to listen to the bonus content on your phone. So I am restructuring the premium model completely now that I have this newfound enthusiasm for my premium membership platform. So the model is that you will be getting one bonus episode a month. So one dedicated bonus episode that is going to be 30 minutes or longer and is going to give some behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to share more about my current projects, more about things I'm seeing, trends I'm into, details on things that are happening in the marketplace. Additionally, you will be eligible to have a complete episode devoted to your design dilemma. As a premium member, you can write me with pictures, measurements of your space, and we will spend 30 to 45 minutes together on a podcast solving your design dilemmas, finding items that you're excited about, creating new layouts, tackling your situations, and that is $175 value, folks, because an hour of my time is $175, and I'd love to give it to my premium members. Additionally, there will be offerings throughout the year. So stay tuned, premium members. And now you are wondering, you're wondering, Betsy, what does it cost this amazing premium model with bonus episodes and design dilemmas solved? Well, it costs $5.99 a month or $29.99 for six months or $49.99 for a year. Of course, the longer you subscribe, the deeper a discount you will get. And I hope you all will check out the premium model on BigDesignSmallBudget.com because it's really exciting and I'm so happy for this 2018 change. 
Speaking of 2018 changes, let's get to the content of this episode, which is trends. Before we talk about all the trends I'm seeing for the new year, I want to just take a moment to be upset. I'm going to take a moment to be upset because on Friday, I was supposed to be a featured guest on the Today Show, sharing trends for 2018, what I'm seeing, what I'm forecasting. I was so excited. I found amazing items to share with you from places like Horchow, Grandin Road, Target, Pier One, even some things from my own house that I was bringing into the studio, and I got bumped. Because of the storm out here, they had to reschedule more important guests, and they nixed my segment. So not only do I have a lot of trendy stuff hanging around now, no longer will you be seeing me on the Today Show on Friday. That being said, now I have full, full green light, full whatever that is, permission to share with you the trends that I'm seeing, because you would have had to wait till after the episode aired if they had not released me from my duties. So let me share all these amazing trends with you because some of them are things that I've been excited about for a long time. And some of these trends I'm not sure are going to take off. The first trend that um, the designer landscape is forecasting is brass. So brass is kind of that yellowy, oftentimes aged look that adds a lot of warmth to the space and can be similar to a golden look. You'll find this on a lot of bases of accent tables or floor lamps. You'll find this in tiny detailing on the feet of armchairs or sofas. I am excited about this trend. My only concern is that whereas it used to be very hard to find brass in the landscape when I started maybe 10 years ago. Now it's almost all I see. And when I'm looking for silver finishes, I can't find them. Additionally, some of us remember how tragic those brass faucets were back in the 80s. They had brass doorknobs, brass hinges, brass um, bathtub faucets, and um, it just isn't a good look. So sometimes when brass is not real, when it's not authentic, it can look dated and 80s-tastic. So you kind of have to spend a little bit more money to get a higher-end look on that brass. Or you have to know that it's just going to not look authentic and have that deeper, richer patina. So while I would consider brass for a floor lamp for somebody's house or for a coffee table or even for the frame around a piece of art... I'm not ready to go in with both feet and make it kitchen hardware, make it that kitchen faucet, really go the distance with a reno with brass. Another big trend that's coming up is called wabi-sabi. This Japanese art is known as the beauty and imperfection. In other words, things that are unevenly glazed, things that are hand-stamped so that it doesn't look machine perfect. Embracing this idea that something may be a little bit more um, handcrafted or, you know, imperfect than something that we might be used to buying in a retail market. So I like this trend, and I think it always feels more soulful to have something that does feel handcrafted. That being said, handcrafted items tend to be quite expensive, and when you do buy something that's handmade, say at Pier 1 
or even at West Elm. Sometimes it looks a little arts and craftsy or a little bit like they're trying too hard. So I would stick with wabi-sabi that you genuinely get from a craftsman that you buy from a person on Etsy or Amazon Handmade. That would be my word of advice rather than buying your handmade looking items at World Market or JCPenney. Bold floral prints are back in 2018. So while a lot of magazines like House Beautiful are recommending that you upholster things in bold florals like armchairs or sofas, I'm going to be a little more conservative and say save your large florals for artwork, for patterns on large throw pillows or bedding or euro shams, and keep it off of your upholstery because that's an awfully big commitment to an awfully loud pattern. And now, time for a commercial break. Do you love learning about interior design? Want even more info on topics like feng shui, furniture size and placement, and styling like a pro? Then you won't want to miss my online classes. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you'll find my three online classes there. Take them as many times as you like, whenever you like. You'll have all that knowledge at your fingertips for as low as $45 per class. Purchase all three classes and you'll get a complimentary copy of my book. That value pack is only $90. Use promo code PODCAST to get an additional 15% off your entire order. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com today to get access to your online classes. Stone is another big trend for 2018, and I'm going to take issue with this because I don't see stone as a trend. Stone is always something that I'm trying to work into my designs. It's an element, and so you know I love layering elements, be it glass, metal, acrylic, wood, fabric, always thinking about what new textures I can involve. But the reason I'm excited that this is now being called a trend is because rather than just having marble available to us, now there's onyx, now there's agate, now there's more unusual stones that we'll be able to find from regular vendors like Grandin Road, like Front Gate. So I'm really excited to see what new options open up in the affordable landscape because marble was getting a little bit old. All right, let's talk about artisan light fixtures. So hand-forged light fixtures are going to be all the rage. You'll see that they have macrame fringed pendants on places like Anthropology. You'll see that a lot of vendors on Etsy are um, welding overhead lighting that's metal by hand so that it has a more industrial type feel or even a unique type look. You can, of course, do something custom. So if you have an extra small or extra large dining table, well, you can buy a chandelier that fits accordingly. So that's exciting. I mean, I love interesting light fixtures because the thing to remember is that they light up. So they draw a ton of attention to themselves. So make sure that you buy something cool. I was actually just talking with a lady who stopped by my storefront in Dobbs Ferry today as she had three young children, one who was adorable but not so excited about being in an interior design space. He was here in his stroller anxiously trying to get at the candles and vases that are 
displayed in my storefront. But anyway, we were talking about where to splurge, where to spend the money. And I truly think that investing a little bit more in a light fixture is a great place to spend the money. Picking something a little bit more special, picking something that truly does not feel like you got it at Home Depot or Wayfair, uh, looking at those more unique vendors, or even going to a place like Shades of Light or Circa Lighting that has these more unique pieces that feel somewhat handmade and of course are more in the $300 to $1,300 range than the under $300 range. And the reason is because nobody is touching your overhead light fixtures, right? You're not going to get fingerprints. Nobody's spilling their juice box. You're not switching it out every two to five years. So really spend a little bit more on that chandelier. Spend a little bit more on that flush mount inter- entry that's going to make that statement. I myself was willing to buy a very expensive overhead pendant for my dining table, and that is not like me. I wanted a vintage glass um, disc chandelier that I found online at Cherish or at First Dibs. I was in between two. And thank goodness, my designer at the time, Rachel, said, Betsy, don't you dare do it. I found one on Lamps Plus that is so similar for $179. So that's the way that I went and I didn't wind up spending that four grand, which I'm glad about because that would have been the most expensive thing in my house by far. But that being said, I would have gone the distance and I wouldn't have regretted it because nobody's bumping my $4,000 chandelier right? But um, of course, I still didn't get my husband's permission on that. So I may not have been getting that even without the $179 knockoff. Ah, Just a little tangent there. Another big trend that I am not going to embrace are curved couches. So they're saying that shapely sofas are going to be much more popular than the hard edges of normal sofas. And while I love this idea, there's just not going to be a ton of selection. And who wants to change out their sofa based on a trend? The other thing about a curved sofa is they tend to be a little bit smaller. They tend to be more apartment-sized. You'll find them on CB2. You'll find them on Room and Board. You'll find them on places like Z Gallery. And while they look really nice, they tend to be a little bit smaller in profile as well. So they're not those squishy, comfy sofas you're going to want to run home and jump into. They're more structured. And it's more of a tailored look that you might want for an office space or a formal living room. So I just don't think it's something I'm going to be embracing for my clients who want that comfort over sophistication at least with their sofa statement lampshades say goodbye to the white drum in 2018 we're going to be seeing pleated patterned colorful shades that make a louder statement i think this is interesting but i think it's impractical for the everyday shopper let me tell you why you cannot easily mix and match lamps and lampshades from different vendors in other words if i want to buy a cool lampshade and I'm buying the lamp base at Pottery Barn. Well, I need to also buy that shade at Pottery Barn because there's no guarantee that it's going to hook on the same way. So harp, which is a metal piece that attaches the shade to the lamp, harps come in all different sizes. They come in different shapes. The finials are screwed in differently. They are not compatible typically with other brands of lamps. 
you're going to be hitting yourself over the head. You're going to be saying, why did I do this? As you try and mix and match your lampshades from different stores to those bases. Now, places like World Market, places like Pier 1, places like Pottery Barn, they do sell their lampshades separately. But don't try putting them on a lamp you've had for years. It's just not going to work. How do I know? Because I have done this in the past. I went to an auction. I bought this amazing lamp. I thought it was really amazing. Now, this is when I was a new designer just starting out. And I would go to auction houses in the city to find really special pieces because I could get great prices on vintage originals. And I had a friend that worked at this auction house. And she would tell me which items were going to sell for nothing because they weren't famous names. So it would be this amazing, authentic mid-century piece, but it wouldn't be by anybody well-known. So she would know that it would be left over and I would get it for a steal. Well, my taste level was not where it is now. And there was this amazing table lamp that looked like the base was a piece of ceramic that looked like a piece of poop, like a figure eight shaped piece of poop. But it had this really interesting aged patina. It was even glazed in chocolate brown, so it really did look like poop. But on either side of the lamp were these little cutouts in the ceramic where you could place pens or pencils or scissors. And I was just so drawn to this poop lamp. But of course, the shade was in horrible condition because over the years it had been stained and ripped and torn. And that's another reason I was getting it at a total steal. And so I bought this lamp like, no problem. I'll just get a shade at Pottery Barn or Pier 1. I wound up buying like four different shades. None of them worked. Finally, I had to take this lamp to a custom lampshade person. I had to choose from his selection on the shelves. I found one that worked really well. And the problem was it was three times as expensive as the poop lamp. I mean, come on. And three years down the road, when my taste became a little bit more refined, I looked at this poop lamp and I was like, what the heck was I thinking? And it went back to the universe and so did the expensive lampshade. The other problem with mixing and matching those lampshades is that when they're interesting, when they have a pattern, when they have a color, they do not let as much light through. So they tend to mask the light, making it a little bit darker. And certainly for my urban clients, the ones who live in New York City who oftentimes do not have overhead lighting, it can be highly problematic to not get that maximum wattage from every single light source. So if you get that patterned lampshade, well then, know that you're not going to get that lighting you were hoping for in terms of really some heavy lifting from each lamp. So those are the trends that were forecasted for 2018. I have a few more trends that I'm going to be sharing with you in next week's episode. But for this week, that is all I have for you. I'm going to go home take my antibiotics, drink plenty of water, snuggle up under the covers, light a fire, and watch bad TV. I hope that you are feeling well and having a wonderful start to your 2018. Until next week, until my next episode, stay warm, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Katherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.